0: Mike's Daily Podcast I'm at Cafe Anyway in the really nice studio here at Cafe Anyway Mike's Daily Podcast Somewhere in Podcastro ten. The last place on earth is where we are It's episode 25 40 The last one was called Far That's because we were talking about people that come from faraway places And we discussed immigration and stuff And I kind of made some mistakes uh, and when I was talking about Mike's Daily Podcast, I mentioned an organization with a Spanish name and I said it all wrong, according to my lovely lady friend, who speaks Spanish Mike's fluently Daily and I can't remember what it was, podcast. but anyway, Cafe Anyway. Yeah. If you go back and listen to that, you can hear me make that mistake. Okay. And we also had a podcast picture of the late great Basil the Boxer. I was having a very long conversation with someone today who is black And we were talking about homelessness And he was telling me about His interesting history Of he's got people In his his in his Relatives in his past In his family I don't know if they're in their past Maybe they're still alive That were homeless or are homeless And those that uh, were you know, we we're talking about homelessness and how what causes it, what happens that le- leads to it, and all kinds of issues regarding it. And I guess by what what it eventually led to was taxes. We were talking about taxes, not about taxes helping out people who might be less fortunate in the community, but talking about taxes that are just completely useless that are apparently on our cell phone bills. He was telling you about a cell phone bill tax that comes from something from way back that was supposed to help get phones to people in communities that needed. And here's today's podcast picture. Better phone systems, that kind of thing. The podcast picture today is of Emeryville, the wonderful marina in Emeryville. And all I can tell you is that conversation was very enlightening and it was long and it was a perfect Sunday afternoon conversation that ended up leading to it being dark outside. And the late, great Basil the Boxer, who was in the last podcast picture. He went with me, Basil did, to Emeryville Marina a couple of times. If you've never been, it's very beautiful, very scenic. And I'm sure it has gone through some tough times The past couple of days And past couple of weeks with the strong weather Where I used to live in Ventura County There is a place called the Ventura Keys And a storm surge somehow made its way all the way So you go to the Ventura Harbor Ventura Harbor has its industrial section Where you've got businesses that go out Catch fish, make money off of that There's the whole Harbor Village area where people go, go shopping, have food, listen to live music, have a good time. I used to go there with my dad when he was alive all the time. And then there is the Ventura Keys, which are very nice upscale homes right on the water. Each house has a dock. Each dock has got some multi-million dollar yacht. Very expensive. Well, a big old wave just comes careening through there, through the Ventura Keys, tearing out docks, tearing out boats. And the thing about docks are, did you know docks are made out of concrete? Or these ones are, anyway. So when they get bashed, when they break, there's rebar sticking out. They're these huge floating shards. They're basically these torpedoes that can cause all kinds of damage. It's fascinating. It was on YouTube. I was watching that earlier today. So the thing is, Jimmy Fallon is having some problems. According to Radar Online, which is an interesting name for a website, Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show is losing the ratings war against Greg Gutfeld, the Fox News rival. NBC Brass is having buyer's remorse nearly 19 months after the Peacock Network. And it's funny that they call themselves, they've got their streaming service called Peacock. And I don't even know who would even make the association between Peacock and NBC. But when I was a kid, there was the Peacock that you would see at the beginning of every show on NBC or a special show. And there would be this animal, beautiful animal, and there was the association there. But years went by. I don't think they even use that connection. Now that's what they use. So the younger people may not know what that is. But nearly 19 months after the Peacock Network handed Fallon a whopping 90 million dollar five five-year contract extension Uh, The Tonight Show is drawing under 1.3 eyeballs, less than half the audience of the upstart Gutfeld. But that number is even more shocking when compared to Fallon's celebrated debut. The Saturday Night Live alum, who is now 48, chalked up an impressive 11 million viewers when he first took over for Jay Leno but now he's being tested in the ratings by Stephen Colbert with his Late Show on CBS. A source said NBC regrets the funny man's pricey long-term deal and added the network knows the days are gone when tens of millions of people would turn to The Tonight Show, but they were counting on Jimmy to do better than this. Meanwhile, Fallon has attracted 30 million subscribers on his YouTube channel, which shows snippets of the Chat Fest segments. But a tipster pointed out that really doesn't drive up ad rates for the regular show and the network doesn't want The Tonight Show to exist just to feed YouTube. Well, that's too bad because that's the only place I listen to it or watch it. I don't dare stay up that late to watch a TV show. I don't even have regular cable. I just have internet and I've been that way for about 20 years. So, the conclusion is Jimmy Fallon's having a bad time. He is a very talented guy though And I give him props I hate that expression But I am impressed With how he Will lend himself to all kinds of interesting projects Like he was on Dolly Parton's special Christmas show That was produced by Peacock The NBC channel, their NBC streaming channel but he's an amazing, he can do impressions of singers. He can sound like Bob Dylan, sound like Bruce Springsteen. He can, he has uh, amazing talent to, to uh, I guess, come up with these bizarre sketches. Of course, he's got a writing team, but as we go outside a cafe anyway, where he bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere Pod Castro Valley, the last place on earth. He is a talented guy, but he has a bit of a competition coming his way. In the late night field After Trevor Noah stepped down as host of The Daily Show It was announced that Chelsea Handler Sarah Silverman Leslie Jones Wanda Sykes And D.L. Hughley Will all be guest hosts Of The Daily Show in the next couple of weeks However, I will tell you As someone who watched The Daily Show religiously From the Craig Kilborn to the Mike, it's uh, Oh my gosh Mikey Feikey Great The Daily Show with Craig Craig uh, Wow It'll come to me Why am I blanking on his name he was, he was on the Daily Show for a long time That guy <laughs> Who will pop back into my brain in a moment Used to watch it constantly And this is post-COVID Is what this brain is This fog Gosh it, it's just, it just pops up out of nowhere. You get this roadblock in your head. I hate that. The other thing about COVID that I absolutely despise was the temperature spikes I would get. I got uh, a huge, really high fever all of a sudden the first day. It was uh, miserable. And then all of a sudden it would drop down and I had chills. Oh, it was not a fun time. Anyway Cafe Anyway All those people Will be hosting The Daily Show Then The network Is going to make a decision On the next host Based on the guest's performances Handler has been Gunning for the role She did A little substitute Time With uh, The Jimmy Kimmel Show She was on For a couple episodes And did some nice Skewering Of Certain people In the public eye That are rather ridiculous But anyway, Cafe Anyway, Jimmy Fallon, there. Yeah, so the Ventura Keys got hit really hard. Beautiful area if you can ever make it to the Ventura Keys. Oh, just amazing. I hope they're able to rebuild Okay, Jon Stewart. Gosh, why could I not think? Do you know what it was? I knew there was a thing with Craig Kilborn and and a connection to someone else named Craig. When he when he left the show and at first I thought, oh yeah, the guy that replaced him on the Daily show was named Craig. No no no. The guy that replaced him when he left the late late show. You remember he took that over after Tom Snyder left the late Tom Snyder Craig Kilborn took that over and you remember he had Dido in him had a little fling going on 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 the TV. Then he left and they did the same thing a bunch of rotating, guest host. I think John Mayer was even a guest host one time. They were all terrible. And then all of a sudden, Craig Ferguson came along. That's right. So we went from a Craig to a Craig, basically. So the Ventura Keys had this awful, horrible thing happen. To work quickly. It's really risky what we're doing. uh, We're moving. um That's Captain Carson Shevitz. Ooh. Shevitz Regal. Uh, He owns a tow, toy boat, not a toy. Not a toy boat, tow boat company. So he's helping to salvage and pull out all these crazy uh, docks th- that collapse. Moving uh, concrete barges with sharp corners and frayed uh, concrete falling off with re- rebar taking out along some really nice yachts, some quarter million dollar yachts in the, in the back there. So it's not something that we want to do unless we need to so we probably moved seven eight docks there are a lot more back there that the safest thing was to leave them until conditions calm down in addition to the dock we probably moved five or six boats that no longer had a place to go today we had wow all right now on to something completely different no it's not different at all outside a cafe anyway here in podcaster valleyton where it's gonna rain like crazy tonight So Meta, that Facebook company, I've hated Facebook for a long time. I know a lot of you still go on Facebook because you're 17 or you think you're 17. And Facebook was a big deal at one point about 15 years ago. And some guy, Ray Gonzalez I think was his name, was in my high school graduating class and He got it in his head. Hey, this is going to get everybody back together from the high school. Going to get everybody back together. We're all going to connect and going to get to relocate old friends, that kind of thing. So he emailed me uh, through Facebook. He found me somehow and well, he basically recruited me for Facebook. So I would not be on Facebook if it wasn't for that guy. Did Facebook pay him any money For recruiting me And pulling in all the other people from No We all voluntarily jumped in And gave Facebook all that money Because now we're locked in And they got all our information And they're harvesting us And did Reagan's also make any money No he didn't Did I connect with a bunch of people that beforehand had to use, what was it, graduates.com or something like that to, they'd have to pay like 30 bucks to track people down? Yes, it made it a lot easier. Facebook made it easier. But when something is free in the internet world, that means you, they're making money off of you through other means. And that's through your data. They're harvesting your data. And when I watched The Social Network and got a basic gist of what Mr. Zuckerberg was like I said nope no more not gonna so now I just use it to promote the podcast and I don't get on there and post oh boy it rained so much it flooded my basement or any of that kind of stuff nope I just say or hey what's the deal with San Francisco doing a and I heard about this today on the radio on some news channel which by the way NPR This wasn't an, an NPR station But NPR If you People today do not real estate real, real estate Kids today People Do not remember Or they haven't accessed their memory cells to remember That there was a time When when you would turn on an NPR station You, ho- you would hear older, mature, wizened, experienced voices. People that had been through it. Some had been through wars. Nowadays, you turn on NPR, it sounds like you're listening to a bunch of kids that just graduated media school and this is their first job and they're making a bunch of money. They're making, and this is from a source that knows they work for a university. The University, California, uh, Berkeley. The Berkeley University, Cal. University of California, Berkeley, right. The, this kid who just graduated their media program is going to get a job in New York and is instantly for the radio, for NPR, is going to be like editing podcasts which I don't know if you're into editing, sound stuff, doing podcasts, if you've ever done a podcast, that is not the most difficult job to do. He's going to make instantly 74000 a year, which in New York is probably peanuts, but still. But still. That's what NPR pays. So this youngin, and that, that, you turn on the, all you hear are youngsters. It's not, it's like MTV on the radio. It is ridiculous. Well, what MTV used to be, all the young people they used to see the VJs are all youngsters. Now, but the, the VJ, the first VJs are older than me. Hey, it's just, I, I, it's lost so much credibility. He'd have these wizened, is wizened a word? I like going back to it. it, it these wizened uh, intellectuals. Now you've got these youngsters that did really good in college, got these amazing GPAs, and they immediately jump onto NPR. And so this station that that I heard the following story, not an NPR station, it said the following, that San Francisco now has an adopt a drain hole, drain gate, uh, what do you call it? A storm drain, there we go. Adopt a storm drain program. It's an adopt-a-storm-drain program. So there are parts of the highway that you can adopt a a part of the highway. And when you do that, you get this nice little billboard so people drive by and they go, Oh, Mike's Daily Podcast. How nice. Which I don't see too much of that now in California. Maybe people are going around and spray-painting it and graffitiing all over it and, and it disappears. They have to take it down. I don't know. But I know that in... Uh, San Francisco They have adopt a storm drain So what it is You you adopt the storm drain You go online You adopt one You go over And you make sure that it's clean So when these crazy rains Like the one that's coming tonight Come and overflow the drain And that means that can cause all kinds of damage If there's a bunch of tree parts Leaves Junk uh, Fast food Most of the time the litter is fast food related And the litter just clogs up these drains So you adopt it Because if those get clogged up You've got water going into people's houses On the street becomes a big lake So you go and you clean that out ahead of time And there's a program And they tell you what to do Why is this even necessary? The only reason why I would participate In something like that And I know it's not very charitable Not very community minded Of Mike Matthews But the state of California just reams us with taxes. The property taxes are out of of orbit. The taxes we pay when we go to Costco and buy stuff is crazy. The taxes we pay every day, every year rather, in April is ridiculous. If you were to tell me, Mike, we will not, you will not have any taxes this year if you adopt a storm drain. I will adopt that storm drain so fast. Why aren't we doing that? If the people are contributing so much to the city in doing these kind of things, why isn't the city just saying, "Okay, so, so, so and so, you get no, you have no taxes to pay. Congratulations. Back to Facebook. (laughs) Back to Facebook. So I hate Facebook so much And it makes me smile when I hear that Meta got slapped with a $414 million fine for violating data protection laws in Ireland. And my black friend, by the way, has Irish relatives. He has relatives he has met who are whiter than me, who have freckles. And it just goes to show we all have diverse backgrounds that he didn't even use Twenty-three and Me. He just knew it was the family has kept good records over the years, and it just fascinates me where where we're all from, far away places. All of us began somewhere far, far away, uh, our, or our families did, and that was the name of the last podcast. But back to this: Meta has released the legal basis on how Facebook and Instagram. Yes, I also use Instagram. You can find me if you type in Mike's Daily Podcast. On Instagram, you'll find all the podcast pictures and you can subscribe if you want. And you can subscribe to me on Facebook. I'm facebook.com slash Mike's Daily Podcast. But all I do is post stuff about the podcast. So Meta uses personal data to target advertising in the European Union. Its lead privacy regulator in the block said on Wednesday, when it fined the social media giant 390 million euros, which is $414 million for the breaches. Meta said it intended to appeal both the substance of the rulings and the fines imposed, and that the decisions do not prevent personalized advertising on its own platforms, according to Reuters. And CNBC says European Union's General Data Protection Regulation places strict requirements on firms with regard to the processing of people's information. here, here, Good idea. Firms that run afoul of the rules risk racing, re- facing penalties as high as 4% of global annual revenues. They're harvesting us. Harvesting our data anyway. Soylent greener people. Tech companies continue layoffs. The Wall Street Journal says Amazon layoffs will affect more than 17,000 employees, a higher number than the company initially planned, and one that would represent the most reductions revealed so far during a wave of cutbacks at major technology companies. According to the people familiar with the matter, the Seattle-based company in November said that it was beginning layoffs among its corporate workforce with cuts concentrated on its devices, business, recruiting, and retail operations. Yeah, the Alexa thing apparently is not doing too well. They thought originally Alexa would be the source. By the way, you can listen to Mike's Daily Podcast on Alexa. You just say, Alexa, play Mike's Daily Podcast. And maybe it did a beep just now and did exactly that. Or it said, I need more information. You need to open an app for that. Uh, open the Pandora skill and it'll do it. CNBC says, Salesforce said Wednesday that it is slashing 10% of its staff, Salesforce is, and curtailing office space. Yes, more people working from home. The cloud-based software for, and did you hear, I don't know what study this was, but people are more happy if they are if they go at least 15 miles away from home uh, five times a week. Yes, they need to get out of the house basically. Get out of the house is what that suggests. The cloud-based software firm had over 79,000 employees as of December. The layoffs part of a broader restructuring plan of Salesforce are the company's latest headcount reductions after it let go of hundreds of employees back in November. And let's see. Two more interesting stories happening right now around you. I said the number 79,000. 70,000. Yes, that's a big number, too. That's the amount of diesel trucks that California is banning. The move will provide another setback in an already disastrous supply chain crisis. However, as of the middle of December that supply chain issue that was happening down in San Pedro or San Pedro as we all called it when I was younger (laughs) because we were really white in my family San Pedro in that very uh, uh, interesting it's even got a New England village in San Pedro oh and you can go from there to Catalina which is 26 miles across the sea And you can also go whale watching from there. And it's just, uh, what's it? North, just north of Long Beach, south of Palos Verdes. But here's the thing. That supply chain bottleneck that was happening where there were all these big, huge containers just sitting there with all their products, just sitting there waiting for someone to pick it up. That all ended in mid-December, I found out listening to market, market, uh, marketplace with hi, this is Kai Rizdahl. The markets did really well today. I'll find out more next. This is marketplace. A set of, so here's when we're back to the supply chain. According to SF Gate, which once upon a time was known as the San Francisco Chronicle. The final rule in a set of regulations adopted. And this is San Francisco, by the way. San Francisco newspaper saying this. The final rule in a set of regulations adopted 15 years ago takes effect this week, banning some 70,000 big rigs from California roads, a set of clean air regulations implemented by the California Resource Board, otherwise known as CARB. (laughs) We're lowering our carbs in 2008 and later signed into law as Senate Bill 1. It states that any diesel diesel vehicle weighing over 14,000 pounds and built before 2010 is banned from operating on California roads as of, well, last week, January 1st. Also, an analysis from RigDig Is that Rigdig Business Intelligence Found 75,951 unique VINs For 2007 to 2009 model year trucks With some level of activity in California Over the last five years Including registration and inspections That's according to Overdrive So That means most of our trucks Here in California Are old And will not uh, So 70,000 Big rigs are going I don't know Where you live But you know You gotta be really careful Around the big rigs If you're in your car And you just think you can go And cut in front of a big rig Think again It takes something like Three football fields Or some crazy amount of distance For them to actually stop If, they, if you slam on your brakes it's, it's gonna slam into the back of you And Look We need stuff We need stuff more than ever Stuff is getting delivered more than ever Stuff is being transported more than ever We need trucks But maybe We need less Polluting trucks I agree with that What about electric trucks? Is that even a thing? Is that possible? It just, I feel it needs to bring more awareness to driving around trucks. <laughs> I'm looking at the very instant application on this because I've known some big rig drivers and they're the nicest, most wonderful people on the planet. And they have very colorful stories and histories and rich lives. They could tell you stories that make 50 Mike's Daily Podcasts in a could be done in a minute with what they the, the amount of content they could tell you their lives and the songs that they've inspired that I used to play when I was on KHey years ago on the country radio in Ventura County where poor Ventura Keys has gotten washed away practically and finally to another part of the country Florida Governor DeSantis remember why you left your blue states he was re-inaugurated this week and gave a message to new Florida residents. Desantis's War Room. Welcome to Florida, but remember why you left your blue states. Apparently that was posted on Twitter. John Hansen said, or Hassan, Republicans should move to Florida. Republicans move to Florida. We must reverse the trend of people leaving our state, clown show. Huh? That was a tweet I don't know who this is. John Hassan. I have absolutely no idea who this guy is. So who cares what he says about Florida? Anyway, cafe anyway, Florida is definitely a red state now. My mom had a Trump sign on her front yard. My mom's relative- or neighbors her relatives, I don't think, care for Trump. I know the ones in Germany don't, but the ones on her street, all her neighbors love Trump. So, Florida. That's Daytona Beach. And I don't know if that's all Florida, but there you go. If you know who John Hassan is, please let me know because I don't really know and don't care. But 336MM daily. 3 plus 3 equals 6. MM is a Mike Matthews. Daily isn't what this podcast is. I've done my searching. I've. Uh, now saying hi to people here outside a cafe anyway. Hello. Right now to some people here. Here they are. And that's a nightmare of a show. Hello, Mike Matthews. It's Shelly Shewhart, the gift supervisor. Thanks for giving me COVID last week. I'm so sorry. I thought, you know, we were talking and I thought the 50 feet away from each other would work, but apparently it has not. Do you know who John Hassan is? Not really, Mike Matthews. But there was a John Hansen, and he was, like, almost the president of the United States. Oh. Okay. Wow. Shelly's smart. Look who else is here. Oh, Mike. This is Floyd the Floorman. And this is John Deere, the engineer, Mike. You know, I just got over the COVID and tested negative today, and I want to thank you for giving me the COVID, because <clears throat> now I got antibodies. Mm. Good for you. I... Would like to tell you that I want to do all kinds of things differently this year. I'm gonna to try to make sure that this podcast is a little bit more frequent, is a little bit more daily. I know to try to make this daily requires me to sacrifice something. And I would like to do that. I'd like to sacrifice A lot of the stuff that frivolously takes my time and just give up at a certain point when it comes to things in life that are useless, that are just the same thing over and over again and and just move on. And that's what we're supposed to do with mistakes is move on. Did you know that I just died in your arms tonight by the cutting crew? that that band originally featured members from a band called The Drivers. Because The Cutting Crew or Cutting Crew came out mid 80s and The Drivers came out early 80s, late 70s. And that band was pretty dang good. Look it up on YouTube. They had songs such as... That's called The Right Time And I guess This is the right time To wrap up the podcast Next show It'll be The wonderful Benita the Squirtle Fiddle Player And the Brewmaster Chime in about anything We covered today 336 MM Daily 3 plus 3 equals 6 MM as in Mike Matthews Daily as in what This podcast Will try to be Let's sundown Some stupid taxes Shall we And Let's Buy uh, Adopt a drain Why Because we're wizened people Mm-hmm.